This is episode 12 and the final episode in my first series of podcasts, but there's another series on its way in a slightly different format entitled Anecdotal Basics of Christianity. I hope that you've enjoyed and benefited from this series and that the same will be true of the next one. But for now, here's episode 12. Resting Resilience Rate I haven't looked at my diary much lately. You'll all know why. There's not a great deal in it except crossings out. There are reasons other than lockdown that cause us to empty our diaries from time to time. Some of them involve something good or exciting coming up that requires our full attention, like a wedding, a new baby or a house move. At other times, our inability or unwillingness to make plans stems from times of difficulty or sadness like a redundancy or a serious illness or death in the family. Sometimes something less emotionally extreme, like exams, for example, might be taking up all of our time. But for now, practically all of us are experiencing our diaries being less full, and from the conversations I've had, people are appreciating the positive side of this, as well as acknowledging the disappointments and sadnesses. A piece of new terminology that I heard making its way into our language before lockdown is hedonistic fatigue. This refers to the phenomenon that many people constantly need to have the next big event in their diary to look forward to. Perhaps a holiday or a party, a marathon to run or a theatre outing, whatever might be their preference. The problem, however, with relying too much on the next big highlight is that when it's over, there might well be feelings of disappointment or emptiness or perhaps even an emotional crash. This will often lead to there being a perceived need to plan the next big excitement, which might be followed by the next come down. And so it goes on, until the exciting events are more or less reduced to medicine, necessary to recover from the latest post-event gloom and serving more to restore equilibrium than to provide a genuine high. As I spoke about in a previous podcast, The Thrill of the Ride, life provides us with plenty of difficult times and low points without us needing to create additional such experiences for ourselves. If we choose to learn from both the highs and lows, maturing through them, then we develop a deep okayness that I am calling our resting resilience rate that we can settle back into after joy, exhilaration, desperation or heartache. Resilience refers to our ability to bounce back. We do not need to swing from one end of the pendulum to the other, as with hedonistic fatigue. Instead, we can nurture a more balanced and restful internal environment. Much like our heart rate settles back after exercise, Through resilience, we create this place of rest to return to, and from there we can last the course with much less long-term damage. You may not be surprised to hear me say that achieving a healthy resting resilience rate has a great deal to do with the choices we make. We can refuse disappointment once the party or other highlight event is over, and instead enjoy our newly acquired joyful memories without dwelling on them so much that we miss out on the present moment, of course. We can be grateful in the downtimes for the small things and choose to remain hopeful that good can come from all manner of hardships. 
The extraordinarily successful author J.K. Rowling said, Rock bottom became the solid foundation on which I built my life. This demonstrates more than just survival through the rock bottom place. It demonstrates an ability to grow from it and to thrive as a result of it. Resilience. Professor Nassim Nicholas Taleb calls this quality anti-fragile. If a person or thing is fragile, then it will break under pressure. If it is robust, it can handle pressure without breaking. But if it is anti-fragile, then it positively benefits from pressure. The anti-fragile person is unlikely to experience post-traumatic stress disorder. They are likely instead to experience post-traumatic growth. Lockdown is teaching many of us about resilience and has perhaps presented an opportunity for us all to become a little more anti-fragile. Suggestions 1. Consider how the concepts of arresting resilience rate and anti-fragility apply to you now. If you are dissatisfied with what you discover, then think of a time when you have grown through adversity and see if you can apply any of the principles you applied then to your current situation. 2. To what extent were you caught up in hedonistic cycles before lockdown? Or are you caught in a lockdown consumer equivalent where internet purchases have replaced social events and keep you going from one delivery to the next. Consider whether or not you're genuinely happy with this and what you might like to change now and or in the future. What's God got to do, got to do with it? That jingle was courtesy of my daughter, Rebecca Raw, who's been a great help to me in putting together these podcasts. Thanks, Bex. My original intention was to use that little jingle each week, but I then decided against it for reasons that I shan't bore you with. Nonetheless, I thought it'd be fun to give it an airing at least this once. If you'd like to hear Rebecca sing more than seven words, you can find her on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, etc. But that's enough nepotism for now, so I'll answer the question. What's God got to do with it? St Paul talks about learning to be content in all circumstances. If ever there was a man who could talk about all circumstances, Paul is a leading contender. His circumstances included persecution of the church, a mind-blowing conversion on the Damascus Road, extensive travels, powerful preaching, shipwrecks, miraculous healings and imprisonment. Yet, firmly rooted in God, he seemed to have had an extraordinary resting resilience rate, such that he was content in and through it all. In Philippians 4, 11 and 12, Paul writes, I've learnt to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Notice that twice here, Paul says that he has learnt this contentment. Contentment isn't something handed to us on a plate. We have to acquire it, learn it. Paul also talks about it being a secret. 
perhaps suggesting that it's not commonplace. In the message, this reads, I found the recipe for being happy. To switch to the Passion Translation, verses 12 and 13 read, For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. What a brilliant picture that is of Paul's resilience, his contentment. Resilience is something that needs to be worked at, needs to be learnt and found and requires training. However, the good news is that it's dependent not only on our perseverance and determination, but on the strength and power of Christ within us. That's what God has to do with it. Also, Ephesians 6.13, at the end of the passage on putting on the armour of God, says, And after you have done everything, to stand. Standing, that's the requirement. Not to go into fight or flight mode, or to give up and have a rest, but to stand. In the Amplified Bible, it reads, Stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. In John 19.25, we read, Mary, Jesus' mother, was standing next to his cross. As the horror of the crucifixion unfolded, Mary herself was able to stand. She didn't back off or run away, as many others were doing. Neither was she broken and crumpled on the ground, as many might expect. Mary stood. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all the blessings in my life. Thank you for being with me through the hard times. And thank you, Lord, that my story isn't over. Lord, help me to develop resilience so that like Paul, I'll be able to say that I've learnt contentment in all circumstances, and so that like Mary, I'll be able to stand. Thank you, Jesus, that this is possible because of your power at work within me. Lord, please fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Feel free to close your eyes now and stay where you are. Keep receiving. I'll leave you to say your own Amen when you're ready.